This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It's Monday, it's the 18th of September 2023, and it's iOS 17 day. Hey! You're listening to <laughs> Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Yeah, it's a new day, it's a new operating system, and I am sort of excited. Are you excited? Of course I'm excited, but all that we're going to say... Please don't upgrade yeah, don't yet. Do don't, don't do it. Please, please wait. Don't I'm still excited. fall in love. Oh, that was beautiful. That was, uh, what a way to start the week. Cole. Nat King Cole. You cannot beat a bit of Nat King Cole when you get you started in a week. That's, that's going to wake you up, isn't it? Unforgivable. That's it's, what you are. That's what, or gettable. I, I forget. Forgettable. Forgettable. Yeah, you forgot the words of unforgettable. Well done. Well done. That's a very good. Have yes. you updated yet? Of course you have. You're running the beta. Uh, yeah. And does that mean I'm running like everything? Have I got it already? Have I got iOS 17? Yes, you have. If you've updated to the, I think the last one was RC1, release candidate one. Oh. If you've updated to the latest of the beta, you're currently running what's going to be released today, the official release. Oh, so I've basically spoiled Christmas for myself. You have. I've looked, you have. I've, I've, I've looked under the bed. I found the parcel <laughs> early. I unwrapped it and I've yeah. already been playing with it. That's right. You got <sighs> basically at 4 a.m. And, and just ruined it for everyone. You're a terrible, <laughs> terrible person. Did you know, it gave me some thought because, you know, we, we get these updates, right? And we talk about them when they come out because we get the updates early in the year at WWDC and we go, oh, look at this and oh, look at that and all these new Ooh. features. And then we get all excited and then, you know, we get to this point, we forget half the features that are coming up. So you forget all these absolutely. new things that are coming in. I forgot absolutely <laughs> everything. Sound curtain. I totally <sighs> forgot what that was. What yes. is the point of this? So sound curtain, Wow. it just turns off the sounds. What, like all sounds on a yeah. phone for a blind person? This is um, under voiceover, right? Hang on. When you say all sounds, it doesn't everything. turn off voiceover. Yes, it turns everything off. It's a global mute gesture. Yes. Why would you want to turn off? I mean, the last thing I want, it's like, hmm. when, you, it's like when you accidentally mute the sound on your laptop. You know, you, you use the function keys and you're trying to do something oh, and you go function yes. and you think, oh, just this brightness is really bright on the screen. I'll just dim it. Oh, now I've lost all sound. Oh, brilliant. That's me. Yes. I've got to restart it's, the computer now. Now I'm a caveman. Yes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it out, buy a new one immediately. I must admit, I'm feeling slightly nervous about dismissing this offhand. Oh. Because there must be a reason this is an accessibility feature rather I, I, than... I don't... I, I, you know, I'd love to know what this is for. I don't get it. I don't know... I mean, reading into it, and it just... That's pretty much all it is. It just turns off all the sounds. Just like screen curtain turns off the screen entirely. Mm. So I don't mm. get I don't get the point of sound curtain. I'm sure there's a reason. I mean, I suppose you could say maybe you're going into a meeting or something, or maybe you're going somewhere... But and it's a mainstream feature absolute... in that case. Yeah, well, that's right. It's not an accessibility feature. I mean, there could be lots of reasons why you would want to just silence your phone. I will notice, I will have noticed on the betas that there has been a lot of, let's just say, um, let's just, I would, let me put it this way. I think that the iPhone has forgotten it has a mute button on it. Uh, and the, the mute button and perhaps the rest of the phone don't really speak to each other anymore because you can <laughs> enable the mute button and it just completely ignores it. 
completely ignores oh, does it. it? I, I, well, it did early in the beta. I hope not. I've got both of mine turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like all noise would just come through. So maybe sound curtain is a solution to that. But again, that seems to me more of a a general feature than something you would hide inside accessibility. And why under voiceover? I don't get it. So if someone knows, if someone's got it and using it, let me know. But I, I don't get it. Um, the thing I can think of is some sort of hypersensitivity to noise, right? Which, which could be a, a, the case. But even then, yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, but you, you just use the volume buttons then, wouldn't you? I mean, hypersensitivity to noise. I mean, if you're thinking like the, the visual, because I know there's this new feature in iOS 17 where if a flash appears on the screen, the screen will dim. Uh, oh, which is cool. which is really cool. So it's like adaptive to whatever's on screen. So if you were watching a video on Netflix or you're watching a, an ad on on or whatever it might be on Facebook or something, and there's a flash at it, it will actually dim the screen so you don't have that harmful flash in your eyes. Which I have to say, I turned that on immediately because can I get that Windows by the way? Because that would be really useful. Oh, yes. The amount of times you turn on, you go to Edge or something, and you get this white flash in your in face. Your face. They're going another. They're going. My retinas was left of them. Um, so yeah, I, I must say, I think that uh, yeah, there's some interesting stuff. But also, standby is coming. This is more mainstream stuff that I, I wanted to remind you of. So standby, which I don't know if this is going to be one of those really cool features or just something that a lot of people seem excited by it. That's for sure. And basically, when you put your phone on its nightstand uh, or its charger on the evening, you can turn it to the side. So turn it into landscape, landscape. mode. And it'll become a clock or it'll become a music player or, you know, essentially, to me, it looks as if they're moving towards almost what could be like a, a visual HomePod OS. Just to saying. Oh, I don't know. Well, it's, it just it's, seems it's, to be ahead It's the that nightstand way. mode from the Apple Watch, isn't it? Same thing. For me, all this is very vis- visual. Oh, this yeah, is something yeah. to sit on your bedside cabinet and you can glance at but and maybe tap away it. Yeah, of course it's accessible, but that sort of makes it pointless. If you're touching your phone anyway, you're going to pick it up and... Okay, sorry, sorry. I just think this is a visual uh, priority feature. Okay, fine. Um, so standby, right, forget that. Uh, contact posters. <laughs> I have to think if you think the standby is pointless. Uh, iOS 17 lets users create a personalised contact poster that appears during an incoming phone call on another person's iPhones. The poster can include a photo or an emoji, and the font and background color can also be oh. customized. So, uh, is, hang on. So, is this meaning that if I call you, you can see me as a cartoon character if I choose? I always see you as that. Anyway, every time you call me, my what, screen goes goes yes, <laughs> my screen goes yellow. <laughs> right, it's like SpongeBob is calling me. My screen goes yellow, so I know it's you. I am offended by that remark. Well, I can't help it if you've got a yellow... Can you say that word again? Memoji. Memoji. Ah, you say it so beautifully. Yes. Um, So, okay. Yeah, cool. Visual. Uh, Name drop. That's a bit better. This is not so visual. Um, I mean, it does a nice flashy thing on the screen, I think. Uh, But basically what name drop allows you... Blind people shouldn't do these reviews. Uh, Name drop allows users to (laughs) easily share contact information by bringing your iPhones close together. I believe this works on the watch as well. Well, I could be wrong. I'm sure I saw something about this. Yeah, no, it does. Yes. 
Uh, but yep. you can share email addresses, phone numbers with other people. I think that's going to be really useful when you go to events. You're going to have so that's many business people cards saying, done. Yeah, They've exactly. Sure locked. Sorry, no more business cards at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're just that's sharing fine. your contact card, aren't you? That's what you're doing. And that is very accessible, actually, when you think about it, because how many people hand you a business card and then yeah. you, you sit there and you have to work Points. out, right, you've got to use live text or you've got to get Ira on the phone mm. to take the note down for you. It's got a QR code on it. Well, that's an extra job for me, isn't it? Just send me your details, text them over. Yeah, I'm just bump my phone. That's what Wasn't it called bump on Android? Was that what that was? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. There was a bump. Was that an app, though? That was a. I think it was app. an app. Yeah, it was. Yes. Okay. Um, live voicemail. So I, I forgot about this one. Uh, But what live voicemail does is it provides real-time transcription on the screen as someone leaves a voicemail. So you can sort of have a look at uh, the voicemail as it comes in. Now, I don't doubt this will be accessible. I think this is going to be brilliant for people who get voicemails who are deaf. I mean, this is instantly making voicemail more accessible to people who are deaf, which is fantastic. But, um, yeah. Who honest. uses voicemail anymore? As soon as I hear that, I hang up. I know, it's like you get a voicemail. I mean, I used to be one of those people who would say, oh, come on, you know what, we don't live in the dark ages. Just leave me a voicemail. But no, I just can't be bothered. Do you know what happens? I'll miss a call, and then I'll see you about five minutes later, there's a voicemail there waiting for me. And I always ignore it, never listen to it, and just call them straight back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they say, I left you a voicemail. Well, that was pointless, wasn't it? What do you want? Yeah, just tell me what you want. <laughs> Uh, interactive widgets as well, uh, coming across the home screen, lock screen, and the new standby view as well. Uh, so, for example, you could mark a reminder as completed. You could play or pause a song or podcast or control accessories in the home app. Um, mm. I thought you could do a lot of this on the home screen already. Okay, widgets. We need to have a conversation about widgets. Oh, at please. Some Can point. you get someone else to do that? I can't. No, be no, no. We, they keep trying to push these on. Windows 11 now has the, the widget area. It's gone back to Windows 8, sort of styly. We had widgets on the lock screen. Has anyone actually used them for anything? Um, uh, widgets, I, I, I use the never battery widget. worthwhile. I use the battery widget and I use the clock widget, and that's the only one I have on my home screen. Batteries are great because it'll tell you even, you know, if you've got something connected, like you pick up your AirPods, you plug them in, or even if they're just nearby, it will tell you the battery status. I True. really like that. It uh, tells you watch battery status. And then, of course, mm-hmm. the clock, you can set that for different time zones. Obviously, I work across multiple time zones, so do you. Scotland. Edinburgh. Scotland and Glasgow and Edinburgh. Manchester. And Manchester, <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. And some other places as well. <laughs> Hello, Canada. <laughs> looking good, looking good. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I do quite like that one. That's about it, though. The only ones I use are the Lady A one, because you just have a button on your screen which you double tap and you're immediately talking to Lady A. That's fine. That's nice. Uh, and How the other one is... Uh, is that a widget? There is a widget for that, <gasps> yeah. I didn't know that. And, and the uh, just press record, the same deal. Hang on, we've just, just, we've just slotted widgets and now we've found four that are actually quite useful. Um, well, yeah. Okay, that was a good conversation. Move on. I'm glad we, I'm glad we did that. <laughs> uh, improved autocorrect. Um, iOS 17 includes a state-of-the-art language model for word prediction... You notice they never use the words A or the letters AI at any yeah. point in this, uh, but apparently it will greatly improve autocorrection. When typing on device, machine learning will intelligently correct mistakes with greater accuracy than ever before. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, also, it doesn't say <laughs> there's here. There's that. Yeah. But also, <laughs> Siri, review. Siri's getting a little bit better, at least on the dictation front. 
uh, that's about it really but that is an important one dictation is definitely and uh, i must say it has been markedly improved uh, and faster as well much quicker much more speedy absolutely so i must I say I'm, I'm impressed by that this one might be useful apple maps offline um again i forgot about this so you can you'll be able to download a specific map area and access turn by turn navigation rather than worrying about whether you've got you know decent cell or Wi-Fi network attachments, so cool. that could be useful. Yes. Um, stickers drawer. I mean, we're really scraping yeah. the barrel here. Okay. Hey, city, shot into city, couldn't care less. And that's it, really. Now, Siri, <laughs> the new back-to-back feature Sorry, in Siri. Yeah. <laughs> How are you getting on with that? Um... The back, the what feature? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I should explain it as well. So it's the same as the follow-up mode on the um, Amazon smart speaker. So oh, I the see. first time you evoke, so you say, you know, Mr. S or Lady S. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then whatever the question is, and they'll answer. But then you don't have to say the wake word again. You just simply ask, oh, what's the weather in? And you know, whatever else you're going to ask. It's always listening without ah. the wake word after that. Now, this is on by default, and I don't think there's a setting to turn this on or off. But I am finding that as it's reading out its first answer to me, it's picking up itself and interrupting itself and stopping and listening again. Mm. Is that a voiceover issue, though? I believe is it so. Which is funny because the iPhone is great at cancelling out the voiceover on anything. It's, it, it's amazing at doing that, actually. It, 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 for some reason, just doesn't pick it up, except it seems in Siri. And also, that back-to-back feature apparently does not work via a Bluetooth headset, which means it also doesn't work if you have a hearing aid or oh a cochlear implant, for example. Right. You need to disable the Bluetooth connectivity of that, and then back-to-back to will work. But I don't know how important it is anyway, but, um, yeah, I'm just noticing some issues with that. Okay. Well, we've got iPad OS 17. Is it? Is it 17? Is that what they call it? It is 17, yep. Uh, so that's coming out as well today. No idea what's in that. I must admit, I've not used an iPad for so long. <laughs> I was just going to say that. You had at one time like a couple of iPads and the Pro versions. I always you? used to buy them. I used to buy them thinking, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be brilliant. I certainly thought when I had a bit more vision that they would be really useful. And it was actually for many years. I really loved the this, the screen and loved being able to zoom in. Although in saying that, a lot of apps didn't have that feature. So you were looking at the same text size, just on a larger screen. So it didn't really work. Well, it all helps if you add low vision, though, right? Well, I mean... it does. It does make a difference. And if you're trying to see, I mean, I, I used to use it to look at pictures on Amazon, or you know, if you were trying to buy something, you want to see what you're buying, you would zoom into the image on the iPad because you could see it. I have to say, favorite form factor of the iPad was the iPad Mini. I think that was my favorite size because it was just so nice in the hand. It was easy. It was very portable. Mm-hmm. Um, the iPad 10th Gen, which I've got at the moment, I, I barely use it barely use it i mean i turn it on every so often just to you know check it still works which it always will obviously <laughs> it always will it's hardly but... it's hardly the uh, ringing endorsement but you know i think there is something about blind people and not using ipads that's probably a thing i've seen that film something about blind people <laughs> look <laughs> that, the, the ipad is all about the screen real estate i i, I used to use an ipad way ipad 3 wow I used to use the iPad 3 purely for browsing. Accessible Minesweeper, I used to love that. But it, it was when I could make sense of the screen. Yeah. As soon as I, I stopped being able to use the screen, the iPad became 
well, just an oversized iPhone for me. Well, especially with voiceover, right? Because it's just too much yeah. screen real estate. You're trying to travel your fingers over the screen to uh-huh. find. Yeah. I can see a future where the iPad could become useful if ever. Because remember the story we heard ages ago? And it was just some random tweet from uh, Elon, you know, from Elon, from Tim well, Cook. It could be random from Elon, yeah, okay. who knows? It always could be from him, yeah. <laughs> uh, but from uh, Tim Cook, and he was he was talking about the fact that he had seen Braille on an iPad. Oh, yeah, what happened to that? We never found out what that story was about. There was never anything that followed up. Apparently, it was an app developer. I, I want to say Japan, a, a Japanese guy who developed this. I could be wrong there, but I, I vaguely remember this being the story. And it was a guy who developed this app that could essentially... Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean... I don't know if it was to create the feeling or the haptic sensation of Braille on an iPad. I mean, if that was possible, then you'd be talking about an iPad becoming a multi-line Braille display. That would be interesting. You know, I all these no graphics idea tablets. How that would work. I I can see that future, but I just don't know how it will work. It's going to have to be. It's going to have to involve some very clever haptic technology. And I think you know a lot of people laugh it off, but you know, I think about that home button on the iPhone SE from, what was it, 2022, maybe even before that, you know, when that button became a haptic oh. button, it wasn't a real button. A solid-state button, yeah. But you try and tell people that's not a real button. You know, they believe it's a real button. doesn't feel like a button to me. And the only way, and I'll say the best thing about that phone was you knew when the battery had died in it because the button just suddenly became <laughs> like concrete all of a sudden. It was like, wow, how does that work? But that fascinated me how that was not a button and yet it felt exactly like one. How you therefore create, because it's, it's, it's one thing creating a button you push down, you can kind of understand the haptic sensation there. How do you create the feeling of bumps under your fingers that would allow you to feel real? So if that's possible, th- this developer this developer's got to get this out there because... That's that going to be blow be people's minds. Yeah, absolutely. But, but you think, I'll give him a call after, Tim. Find yeah, out give, what, give him what a what call. But just, you know, when you're on the phone, ask him about this, because the thing is, you know, multi-line Braille displays, we're seeing these devices now, like the Graffiti from Orbit Research, the Monarch from Humanware, yes. the APH, and we're seeing other devices as well, starting to come out with these tactile devices. Now, these are brilliant. Dot as well. Dot pad, that was it. Um, but they're so expensive. And yeah. it's because they have to have these mechanical pins in them. As if Gabrielle you can, once said, they're out of reach. Oh, Too far. Good. Thank you. Very good. Um, well, the, the, the mechanical <laughs> pins aren't out of reach too far the cost they're priced is, out of reach ah, yeah, yeah, of course yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, shall we get some emails shall we do you know what let's do this <laughs> sorry did I kill it no sorry. it's not that one <laughs> hang on wait a minute I pressed all the wrong ones here there we go that's it it's hey. Monday it is Monday and we've got emails every day let's get your emails Bing then come bong. on your mail today. there you go that, that cheers everybody email, up doesn't email, it email 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 the fact is we're doing this online so I can imagine the sync is just a little bit oh, off oh it's It's all to do with the internet, why we sound terrible. That's right. Uh, Biggles has been in touch. Hello, hello, hello. Grumpy Biggles here. I have uh, two quick things. Uh, Does the Bose speaker come with a lanyard? And uh, why don't you have an apple during the Apple event, seeing as you're eating healthy? Oh, yeah. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, why didn't I have an apple during the Apple event? What did you have, Stephen Scott? I didn't eat anything. Do you know, you didn't. I, I barely even saw the event because I you had were a barely guy there. It was rude, if anything, building, Stephen. Building cabinets and you drilling were... onto the wall and, 
Yeah, I could barely. I, all I heard was like iPhone and, and Mother Nature and a watch. <laughs> and that was it, really. It was like, oh, there's another event. There we go. I had four double cheeseburgers, which had pickles, or as we call them, gherkins in them, <sighs> which is a vegetable or fruit. I don't know. Disgusting. Either way, that counts. <sighs> anyway. Um, I'm leaving that there. Yeah, yeah just Thank you, Biggles. Yeah, thank you, Biggles. Uh, does the Bose speaker come with a lanyard? No, it doesn't. Although, uh, hang on, it's over here. Even uh, if it did, Stephen wouldn't be able to attach it. <sighs> well, it doesn't have a lanyard, but it does have a yes. finger yard. I'm going, to, I'm going to. I'm going to name this. This is what I'm calling a finger I yard. This finger yard. <laughs> I christen you. Behold, a new creation. Um, yes, finger yard. We could put your finger through it, and you could carry it around on your finger. So you're not ah. going to put it around your neck because it's not big enough for that. But the little little a loop finger a yard loop. loop. Yes, oh. I'm calling it the finger yard. Okay, you're still loving the Does Bose right? Flex Bluetooth speaker. Oh, it's gorgeous. The sound of this thing is incredible. Okay. It is. I have to say, for a speaker of its size, it is lovely. The waterproof thing. It's so funny. A lot of people think, oh, that's good. If I go outside, it will rain. It will be safe. I'm just thinking, I'm going to tip something over this at some point. There'll be tea, coffee, water. Um, I I had a little, um, I don't know what you'll call this around the world, really different names, but here they call it Actimel, which is just a little um, yogurt drink you have in the morning. Other terrible drinks are available. It's one of those big, drinks. thicky, thick, thicky, thick, gooey drinks. That's not a, <laughs> we're, that's not we're an official good ba- term. Bacteria in it, yeah, apparently. Good bacteria. Not that's the bad right. stuff. Good for yeah. your gut. Good mm. for your gut health. And uh, yeah, I've had some of this, and I, I was sitting next to, guess what? My 14 inch MacBook Pro. What happened next? Take oh, a guess. No, that stuff is oh, terrible. You didn't spill it all over the keyboard. I spilled the, I tipped the bottle over, oh. unbeknowing. Found the bottle later Empty. on, like in, <laughs> that's right, lying on the keyboard thinking, oh no, oh. the bottle was empty. Oh, oh wow. I was this saved. This keyboard's all spongy and sticky. Take it back to Apple immediately. <laughs> wow. Why is it with that? I knocked over a, a cup of tea this morning, right? And I knew it was on the side. So you do that sweeping arm motion yes. gently. So, so, oh, so gently. Oh, so quiet across the worktop, no matter how slowly you move your hand, you hit the cup and it immediately just knocks over. It's ridiculous. Well, you need one of the table coasters, you see. This is, you need a table coaster. You see, you resist these things. Yeah. No, sorry. Not for me. I don't need one. Yes, you do. I do. You really do. There's too many keyboards. I'm in denial. Are lying in a cupboard somewhere (laughs) saying, I would be functional right now if it wasn't for Sean Priest and his sweeping (laughs) movements. Just my dog. He always walks around with an umbrella now. (laughs) (laughs) Cups of tea over his head. Oh, dear. Right, uh, let's get an email from Simon. Hi, I am a new occasional listener to your show from Montreal, Canada. I just started listening to it and you guys are hilarious. I tried the weather app that was mentioned in yesterday's show. However, when trying to set it up, voiceover does not tell me that I have selected something. For example, when I wanted to select Celsius for the temperature or kilometres or the pressure of the wind. From Simon. Oh, well, there you go. That's one for Lena, I think. Um, okay, so this is the Weatherology app, I'm assuming, that yes, Lena right, yeah. did, did a very good demo Lena, of. It Lena. seemed pretty good, Lena. I haven't actually downloaded this one because I 
absolutely hate weather apps. Um, so <laughs> I think I bought, what was it weather gods or weather carrot as well? I never, that, anyway. Um, what Dark yeah. Sky? That was the one that everyone used to love. And then Apple bought it, didn't they? They bought that one. I use Big Sky on the, the uh, Echo yeah, smart yeah. speaker. That's, that's good. But I must say, since I don't know when this happened, but the weather app on default weather app, on the iPhone. And now I permanently get notifications saying rain's going to start in five minutes or rain stopping in 10 minutes. It's very, very good. Mm. Um, I don't know how I started that. I probably just opened the weather app for the first time (laughs) since I've had an iPhone. But um, yeah, honestly, I haven't tried this out. So yes, Lena or Lena, over to you. Yeah. Uh, Also, can I just remind everyone of these uh, watch bands that I bought? Remember I was telling you that Lena suggested... A watch band. I am loving this watch band. Out for a walk the other day, and let's just say I got a little bit um, hot under the collar. Oof. And uh, the <laughs> the watch strap did not fall off. It wasn't sliding down my arm. It was lovely. I actually no, forgot I was wearing the watch. That sounds delightful. How does it work for sensor to skin contact ratio? Well, it's I mean, still quite tight because it's elastic. So, and it's is, not too is it accurate tight. for heart rate and things like that. Well, being accurate. I'm not walking well, around with an ECG machine checking out, making sure it's working. Have you not tried the ECG function on your Apple Watch? It does it automatically it, on mine. It'll it'll do one every so often to check. You, no, I'm still well, alive. The one and I got, am. When you got voiceover on and you hold down the digital crown. Yes. Or touch the digital crown and it goes. Oh yeah, yeah, that. No, beep, don't do that. Beep. It does oh, it itself. Man, I love that. It makes I know, me feel it feels like, like I'm you're an a ER. professional. Yeah. I know. <laughs> ER Sorry. on your own. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll survive a zombie apocalypse. I'll just sit there and take ECG readings every five minutes. Um, Thank you, Simon. We'll try and get an answer about that. I might even try that out. And also, thanks for being an occasional listener. Yeah, I hope you're not more than occasional. Come back yeah. soon. Yeah, okay. come back soon. But we're on every day. You could just you could just listen every day. Apart from Sunday, apart from Sunday, we like to take a, a day off. Although, yeah, you know, I think, I think, I think he's circling. <laughs> God bless you, Mister F. Uh, okay, let's go to Eleanor, who wants to talk about the issues that Greg raised. Actually, a brilliant email from Greg in Pennsylvania. A couple of maybe it was last week or maybe a week before, he was telling us about the time he went out for dinner with a friend who was in a wheelchair, and he was. Do you remember this email? And he was talking about the, the challenge he was having. Um, it, it was one of those, almost one of those situations where no one knows who to speak to. Do I talk to the blind guy? Do I talk to the guy in the wheelchair? He had an issue with the waitress in a cafe who was asking, what would he like? And, and let's be fair, Greg's irritation was mainly down to how many shoes his wife may be buying at that point. So <laughs> really, the issues were outside of the, of the situation. Uh, but anyway, Eleanor wanted to respond to this. Hi, guys, it's Eleanor. I have had a civil experience to Greg from Pennsylvania. When my sister and I were young, she was forever being asked what I would like. Now she's a wheelchair user, and when she comes over from Spain, I'm the one who's expected to be a mind reader. When my sister and I were children, my mum, who was tone deaf, used to sing to us. One day, I asked my dad, is it worse, me not being able to see or her not being able to sing? Good luck <laughs> with the grade two bail classes, Stephen. Keep us posted and keep up the good work. Bye. 
Oh, thank you, Eleanor. <laughs> it's good to hear from you, Eleanor. I was, uh, I missed you. It's been a while. I have to be honest, when I, when I don't hear from Eleanor for a while, I get a little bit nervous. I know. I just want to know you're okay, Eleanor. So that's good. I'm glad you checked in. Um, yeah, I must say, uh, the real class is going okay. Uh, I'm still, uh, haven't had much of a chance over the weekend, sadly, to do as much practice as I like. However, you're that's a slacker, today's McFly. job. That slacker. is today's job, yes. I'm going to be going through, I've got to go through volumes four to seven today. Oh, give up. <laughs> it's never going to happen, is it? That's like, that's like three books. How am I going to... Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We're terrible, terrible oh. people. Well, anyway, my Perkins is here. I've got it over in my uh, desk over there, and I've got my Braille paper, and I've got everything ready. So, just, just not a, using it. It's just, it's just <laughs> I have to say, what a fantastic dust collector that thing is. Um, but uh, yeah, trying my best. And do you know, it's funny, right? Because one of the guys in the class, mm. he's like, "Oh, you know what? I'll come in early on Tuesday." So that, you know, we could meet up early on Tuesday and then I could help you. And I feel really bad because he's really that's, trying to help. Nice. Yes. He is. He's, he's trying to help man. me. Yes. And I feel like I'm just not bringing anything to the table. It feels like the show sometimes. Mm. It feels like I'm not bringing anything <laughs> to the table. You feel like the Sean of the Braille class. <laughs> the that's Sean beautiful. of the show. <laughs> Keep at it. You'll get there. Uh, yeah. Do you know, I am. I, it's not that I don't want. To. That's the thing. I really want to do this. Uh, You're but, you possibly know, I'm the gonna... busiest man I've ever met, Stephen. So it's trying to cram it's it fine. in. Yeah, it's, it's the it's like last night. I'm thinking I could really do this, but you know, also my head is is in my lap at the moment. It was tiredness, so you know, it's trying to find that balance. But you know, I, I'm, I'm going to allow myself a little bit of slack. We did manage to get a, a live TV show underway last week, so yes. I'm going to let myself off on that one. And then, it's you know, fine. we'll start again this week. And, and yeah, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to make it to this week's class because I thought, you know, I'm just... But I feel like, I think I'm going to go anyway because I think if I go, even if I'm not 100% there, if that makes sense, at least I'm yes. in the zone with people. And actually it does focus your brain a little bit. That's what I like about the classes. It actually it does. does focus the time on the issue. You can totally feel like I'm not up for this. It'd be pointless to me for me to go. And then once you get in there with other people and you're in that environment... You know, you may feel, okay, no, this is good. I'm up for it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, we've got more voicemails to come, more emails from you as well. Stick around. This is Double Tap. This is Double Tap from AMI-audio. Email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call us, 877-803-4567. And find us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And now on Mastodon at Double Tap. Hey, Stephen and Sean, it's Mark in Montreal. Nice to talk to you guys again and always enjoy the show. I heard your uh, presentation from the Scottish Tech Army on their version and rebranding of Soundscape, and uh, it's very enjoyable. I hope you will do the same thing for NCBI, which is some blind tech group in Scot in uh, Ireland, I believe. I don't know what the abbreviations are for specifically. But uh, they've come out with their version of Soundscape called Soundscape Communities. And uh, somebody did a presentation on that last week. I can't remember where I listened to so many podcasts, but it was uh, very interesting. It may have come from NCBI themselves, I'm thinking, talking about how they plan to develop the app and what direction they plan to take it in. So I hope you guys will consider 
giving them an outlet as well and talking to them about what directions they plan to take. Keep up the great work. Love the show. Always interested every day. Check out the topics. And if it's to my liking, then I give it a whirl. It would be nice <laughs> if you broke it up by chapter, if you could, in the podcast. I know that might be difficult when you're doing a live show. I get that. But it would be nice to be able to get through to the right topic real quick. Just a suggestion. Take care, guys. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, I, Mark. I think Mark was saying it'd be nice to get through to the good bits. Yes. <laughs> I think that was what he just stopped himself from saying. G- just get to the bit I'm interested in and not all this garbage <laughs> in between. Uh, I have to be honest with you, Mark, it's very difficult for us to break this show up because we jump from one thing to the next and don't often stick on it either. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure about that, but uh, we'll, we'll take soundings from our audience on that one. Um, uh, NCBI you mentioned now I think that's National I want to say National Council of the Blind Council. in Ireland I think that's that right? I, that's what I thought it was yes the yeah. NCBI So yeah they've done the work on the Soundscape Community app which you're absolutely right to say and yes we will get them on we will get them on soon because uh, we're, <laughs> I mean don't get me wrong this might sound a little bit territorial <laughs> for just hearing from the <laughs> Scottish tech No the Irish can find their own <laughs> podcast <laughs> You find their own show. Uh, they are more than welcome. We yes. did uh, we did reach out to OpenScape uh, developers, didn't we? And um, you know there was some hesitation there, rightfully so, because it was so early on. Well, it was very early in the day, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, but apparently this is sort of an amalgamation from the OpenScape developers into this Soundscape community. So that's what it's turned into. So of course, more than happy to talk to them. That would be fantastic. And if we could get the developer of Voice Vista as well. More than happy, although he is a lone developer from what I understand. A lone Don't wolf. A lone wolf developer, but what an amazing job he's done. We've talked so much about these um, organizations, but for this developer to do it on his own, and there's been lots of updates recently, and the mm. he's done it that it's different from Microsoft's Soundscape. It is a different feel to the app, and there's different features in there. I think one of them was... Uh, repeat last instruction or something like that, which I don't think you get anywhere else. So he's doing an amazing job, or she, I don't know. They're doing an amazing job on that as well. Yeah, I still have, I I raised this last week, but I still have a few concerns about all these different apps, right? There's just so many of them all essentially using the same code. And only one can really work out, right? I mean, or one should work out. Which one that is, I don't know. But you know, almost the solution would the best solution would be for all these developers to work together on a single solution rather than working on multiple solutions. But I don't know. I feel I feel like that at the moment because it feels like, well, hang on, these are basically all the same app. But let's see where they take them. They may take them in different directions, and they could blossom into something completely different. So, am I right yet? Am I right yet in what I said? It, sorry, what? Remember when I said one day we'll thank Microsoft for giving this over to open source? I think you were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. I think you were. Thank you. I think, hang on, wait. No, stop that. Stop that <laughs> off immediately. I, I believe I also said that all this backlash and anger towards Microsoft, which was mainly from me, I admit, um, uh, will probably just disappear completely as soon as we get a new Soundscape app. 
which I believe it has as well. Look, it turns out, right, from what all the conversations that I've had, that Microsoft actually, they didn't do anything wrong. But I still say that it was badly communicated that this was a research project, if you like, mm. and this was always going to go away. I never heard that. But, of course, it could have been there glaring me in the T's and C's when I installed Soundscape. They might have emailed you. Who would know? Yeah, yeah, well, yes, exactly. But um, Satya yes. Nadella could have personally emailed you. <laughs> he could have rang me up. So, right, Sean, are you listening? He maybe left a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Uh, okay, let's hear from Mary. Now, of course, the conversation continues about whether or not to stay or go over at X. And uh, Mary chimes in on this. Hello. I never left X for the simple reason I never let X affect what I did or what I said since I started using it. Twitter changed its platform all the time, whether it was from stars to hearts, the tweak button has been everywhere on the screen. So these new changes were just one more set of changes that X made. I didn't agree with the changes then any more than I agree with X now. I like muting mainly because people can still rant and rave at you, but I didn't see it. People got out their emotions and frustrations and I wouldn't see it. What is the old saying, ignorance is bliss? I don't think I ever blocked anyone, but... I digress. Sorry, it was an email about X, honest. Oh, the reason I left X, <laughs> they cancelled my account. I was a latecomer to Twitter because I am shy about sending emails or anything to do with social media. A radio station brought me into it with their programme and it was sort of a small little group and I got comfortable with it. I did discover that they said he would cancel accounts if they weren't used in a month. I don't go on there often enough, I guess, because he cancelled my account that I had had for over 10 years. Bright side, I have my memories... The jokes I told, the likes. I got followed by Beckett Adams from the Washington Examiner for a while. Those days were fun. I was part of his research team, essentially all his followers. Now I have my podcast people. You are my new friends. Thank you, Stephen, Sean, Laura, Grace, and tell Mark I miss him on Double Tap, but I am oh. thankful to the listeners, Negative Julian, several Gregs, the man from Robin Hood <laughs> County, the lovely lady that does demonstrations, and the rest of you who are too numerous to mention. But I greatly appreciate all of you. I got to use the LiDAR coming from my paratransit bus to the restaurant I went to. The door detection and people detection on my iPad brought me in the building. It also helped me follow the waitress to my table. I used Menus for All and Be My AI to order my food. With all this new technology that I got from listening to Double Tap, I felt like I was out with all my new friends. Next time, we all agree, Sean's paying. Yes. Mary what? Hart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think oh, that, that deserves... deserves a round of applause. Absolutely. Oh, wow, we're in sync. Yeah, that's unusual. So <laughs> <laughs> our singing isn't, that's for sure. Um, thank you. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, that was really, really nice. And, um, yeah, that, I think that's the thing about this show, right? We've, we've brought people together, which is funny because I'm the most standoffish person on the planet, but there you go. Uh, that's very true. No, it does feel like a <laughs> does feel like a bit of a community, right? It does. It is. Uh, the several Gregs, by the way, yeah, amazing, absolutely. <laughs> Even if we don't agree, you know, and I've got things wrong, and people have called me out, and whatever else. No, we wait, wait till tomorrow's show. Oh wow! Well, that's put me at my ease. Thanks, Stephen. <laughs> I may be sick tomorrow. I've got a bellyache. Unbelievable. <laughs> No, that was a lovely email. Thank you for that. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad you get a lot out of, of all this. But, you know, I have to say, and I want to just reiterate this point as well, back to you guys, because, you know, you provide so much to this show. You really do. And your demonstrations and your emails. I got a fantastic email the other day uh, about a new speaker that's out. We'll be hearing that soon, a fantastic review. And it was just, it was a written email. 
And I love that. You know, it doesn't have to be some produced material. It doesn't have to be recorded no. in the best situation and studio quality. I'm not interested in all that. Just get in touch. Share your thoughts. You know, get on. That's why we've got the phone line as well. So, you know, if you can't record, you know, we'll do it for you. Just call us up and we'll record the message. <laughs> that's simple as that. And make it easier for you. That's what it's about. But it does make a difference. It really does. And, and you know, you've, you've really made this whole experience so enjoyable. And um, I have to say, I think the best thing we did was go daily. I think it was the best thing we ever did. Um, I mean, aside the fact you and I talk every day about a thousand times anyway, it just made sense yeah. to just put it on the air. Uh, well, <laughs> some. Oh, well, <it>. maybe. <laughs> no, absolutely, absolutely. I've, I've, we've never had so much interaction, so much feeling of um, I don't know of community ever before. And I think that is mainly down to the the daily content. Yeah, I uh, I've got to say though on the the X thing or the Twitter thing. Um, I mean, that's just a disgrace, isn't it? Just X. What? It's just a disgrace. Cancelling an account because you don't use it for a month. And, you know, a 10-year-old yeah, yeah. account that has all that history, you know, and it, it, this is the bit that, that people, I think, those who are so quick to tell us to jump onto other networks forget that, you know, there's a history here. There's, the, you know, people you might have followed, like Mary says, you know, being followed by people she admires, getting comments or retweets. I, I remember once... Uh, Hugh Bonneville, who was in uh, Downton Abbey, retweeted something I said. And I honestly felt for a day there's, like I was a... There's nothing like it. It's just the best feeling in the world, <laughs> right? She's such a boost. And I I'm got like, wow. followed by um, the guy from Chocolate Rain. And honestly, I thought I, I was, you know, I was the bee's knees. It was absolutely amazing. I, I once, um, I remember I was watching a show on Netflix. Chocolate Rain. I have no idea what that is. It sounds nice, though. Uh, and I can't nice. have it because I'm on a diet. So uh, <laughs> sadly, I'll have to just stick to the regular rain at the moment. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember watching this show. I think it was it was a Harlan Coben, one of those. There's so many of them, but it was one of the... I think it was called Stay Safe, I think, or Safe, maybe it was called. And it was on um, Netflix. And I had commented to the, the show and to Netflix that I was really impressed by the audio description. And I thought it just made such a difference. And I think it's important sometimes just to remind people that it's there. Yes, and to say, hey, by the way, not only does it exist, it was great. It enhanced my enjoyment of the program, and the actors, two actors in the in the show, got back in touch and said, hey, thanks. It was great to to learn about this. Yeah, and that, that just felt amazing. And this is what I mean. But that's what the social network can do. That's the good bit of it. Where else would that ever happen? And that's not going to happen on Mastodon. I'm sorry, it just isn't. <gasps> it it's not going to happen. Maybe it won't even do. happen on Facebook, to be honest. Mm. That's the difference with Twitter. And unfortunately, I, I, I'm not going to sit here. And I am. I must admit, I do feel every day when I go on, I see the cesspit getting worse. There is no doubt that you know he has managed to make a cesspit even more of a cesspit. And I don't quite know how that's possible, but you but know he managed it. But yes, the cess well in the pit is definitely more cessy. <laughs> Um, it is just weird. And Doesn't mean you have to roll in it, though. It's absolutely well, fine. Well, that's true, but I have to say they're pushing more and more content your way through the algorithm or deliberately by other methods. I don't know how it works, but it just feels there's more content coming my way that I just don't want to see. And if they are taking away the ability to, to mute, to block people, then, yeah, I have to say that would that would probably be my... This might be getting close to my point, because up until this point, I had some control over what I could see on my feed. The day that stops, the day I'm forced to read the absolute ravings of people who I just don't have any interest in listening to, conspiracy theories abound about everything, mm -hmm. 
I just, I'm not interested in that. And that would be the, the thing because it just gets to the point where your timeline is completely polluted. Up until, I'd say, about six months ago, that wasn't the case. I wasn't really well, having that problem. Let's, let's be clear here. You've still got the opportunity, the option to mute at the minute. So you can stop yourself from seeing them. Yeah, yeah. But the, what if that goes away? Took a, yeah, if, that, if the next step is, what they did take away was the ability to block. So people can still follow you, can still see everything that you do. They just may not be able to comment on it because you yeah. can mute them. But you're right. I mean, you know, I usually I hate the slippery slope argument. But um, it's just no telling what's going to go next. I think what I'm at with it all is, and it was I saw an article which I just skimmed across. I've saved it to to read later, but and I'll, I'll probably post it on um, on social later. You can read it yourself. But it's um, Tim Cook talking about why Apple remains on Twitter. And oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was interesting because I thought you know I wasn't sure he'd speak out on this, but you know he he still calls it the the town square. And I think this is the bit people don't often like hearing this, but it is the truth of it that it is probably the only place where you're going to get such a wide audience of different people reading your content. You know, you, you, the problem with places like Mastodon and others, and it is Mastodon really at the moment where, where a lot of the conversation around the blind community is, is, you know, you're siloing yourself off. And, you know, there's lots of push at the moment for organizations to get themselves onto Mastodon. And in some cases, arguing that, you know, they're immoral if they don't, which I'm not for. I don't agree with that. I think, you know, ultimately... An organization needs to make its own decision, especially if an organization wants to get as much reach as possible. They're not doing social media as a service. They're doing it as a way of maybe promoting or publishing or fundraising. And so you need the biggest audience possible. Now, do I think they should also be on Mastodon as well as other places if they serve a blind audience? Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? And even if it was just as simple as retweeting or reposting everything you do onto that network, that would be enough. Because there are people who've clearly moved over to Mastodon who don't want to go onto Twitter, and that's fine, and those people should also have access. I think my issue with this argument is I've heard it so many times. I've heard this argument when it comes to Clubhouse. Oh, ditch everything else. Clubhouse is the future. Voreal, it's the future. Facebook, it's the future. MySpace, it's the future. Make sure your friend Tom... You know, just it's like I've heard this all before, and the one constant seems to be Twitter so far. That may change. That may change. I'm no apologist for Elon Musk. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm going to stand by this network until the day it dies. I'm not going to be. I have to say, if my timeline becomes so polluted and I can't control it, and it's already pretty polluted as it is, then I'm out. It's as simple as that. And I'll just go the other way and I'll post on all the other social networks and I'll just post to Twitter. My thing is, I just don't want to give up posting to Twitter because X. there are people, or X, or whatever they call it this week, it'll change back next week, no doubt, when he has another dis- I'm idea. I'm going to be one of those people. You are going to be one of those people. I, I'm getting emails from people at AMI right now saying we should call it X. I'm like, just, no, he, he doesn't even know what it's called. Have you been to X.com? <laughs> it takes you to Twitter.com. He doesn't even know what it's called, and he owns it. So, anyway, uh, I just think, you know, when it comes to that stage, then I'll reassess. But, you know, my thing is there are many people who are still on Twitter, who are following me specifically for the content I put out. And they're obviously enjoying it. They're liking it. They're commenting on it. So why would I Why would I want to isolate those people? We all talk about isolation. You know, we're isolating people over here. Well, what about isolating people over there? There's people who've just completely cut their entire following. Just cut them. It's as if they didn't matter. 
and just moved off to another network and said, all right, if you don't follow me, that's your problem. To me, that is exclusive, not inclusive. So anyway, that's my take on it. Feel better? Uh, No. Right, shall we hear from Darren? Please. Hello, this is Darren from Bexley and Kent. I really enjoyed the Be My Eyes interview, and I thought Sean did a good job there. And also, I was interested to hear in this humane... uh, device. I've not heard of this one, so that'll be an interesting uh, one to hear. I enjoyed the Weatherology app demonstration as well. Um, I've also enjoyed all the other features and interviews that appear, so please keep it going. I will always continue to listen to Double Tap. Um, Regarding the Sense Player, there have been some additional apps made available, TuneIn Radio being one of them, Microsoft Edge being another, um, iHeartRadio is another, and there are others which I can't really remember. I've played a little bit with TuneIn, um, but I've not tried Microsoft Edge yet and the other apps. I can't remember how many there are now, but I think this is something that's going to be added to extremely quickly. The fact that you've got the community, both hymns uh, themselves and the uh, other people in the uh, public community working on it, I think things are going to be pushed out very quickly. Until next time, this is Darren saying bye for now. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, thank you for that, Darren. Good to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, the Sense Player continuing to get updates. It's interesting. So I had an email over the weekend asking about when I'm doing the Capsus Smart Vision 3 demonstration uh, because I know some of you were asking. I did mention at the tail end of Saturday's show that I'll be doing that uh, this week. Uh, Wednesday, I think, is the plan to have that in for you so you'll be able to hear my thoughts on that. Um and in the same email, the person asked, I think it was also Darren as well. No, I don't think it was the same Darren, um, but a different, different Darren. Darren. A different Darren, yeah. We get, we yes. get Greg's, we get Darren's, we get everything here. Um, but yeah, Darren said to me, "You know, are you going to do a demo of the Sense Player? Uh, now, I'm not going to do a review of the Sense Player because I didn't buy one. Uh, I, and I haven't bought one yet because if I'm honest, I'm sitting here, and this is my own money, remember, no one's sending me this stuff. So I'm making a decision here to buy either the Sense Player or the Victor Reader Stream 3rd Gen. Now, what was holding me off buying the 3rd Gen Stream was the Audible problem, because I would like to get my Audible books on there. And I have to say, I've used a Victor Reader for many years, so I'm very used to its way of working. So that's one thing. Sense Player, when I was talking to Jason Fair, who was on uh, last week about this, I was saying to him, you know, I, I just feel... To me, there's just too much in it. I mean, it's, it's some great features and you don't have to use them all, of course, but it does feel like they've kind of lopsided this thing with a lot of features that I don't know if that is going to be for the average consumer. I mean, you know, having this built-in Android screen reader, there are a lot of people who are going to love it, right? I can hear Darren who would love that, right? And I can get you would enjoy that feature because you can use Netflix and all these different apps on there. But I don't know. When it comes to the average user, who's maybe buying this to take notes or to, I don't know, to, you know, to get an Audible book on there, perhaps. I mean, the only it's to do a that media was, player, standalone well, if, media if, player. If you, want, if you want Audible on the Sense Player, you've got to download the, the Android app, mm-hmm. which involves a whole new way of learning. And I just, you know, I know we keep going back to this topic because it opens up a thousand emails, but it, it does beg the question, if you're basically learning how to use an Android smartphone with a, a key a keypad, then would something like the Capsus be more appropriate, or would an Android phone with a separate keyboard be more appropriate? 
Or can we go back to trying out a touch screen again? Don't email us. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. No, please Put email. Down your keyboard. Remember, that was Stephen Scott. The um, <laughs> it's funny though, right? Because it's almost like we're saying, look, here's this device, which is absolutely fantastic as a standalone recorder or media player, dictaphone, making notes. You know, standalone from your main driver of your smartphone. What a mm. great idea! And now, now almost like we're complaining. Hang on. Now you're reaching too far. Now you're doing too much. <laughs> yeah, no, now you're being able to run apps like a smartphone should run. It's almost like we're trying to limit it and you know, stay in your lane. But honestly, that is how I feel. I don't know if I could justify that th- feeling, but it does feel like, hang on, now you're just, you know, surely you could pick up an Android phone. Anyway, yes. That's, my, that's my thing. Yeah, wouldn't you be better just picking up a cheap Android phone and doing that with, with that? You know, and Again, when it comes to features, I, I know that obviously it's built with, with a different level of um, focused accessibility, shall we say, in mind. It's not just, you know, talk back on an Android device. There's more to it than that. They have specialized this for that device. But I think that it comes back to the whole thing about the Blanchard Classic. One of the initial fears I had about the Blanchard Classic, and I put that to the people at Blanchard at the time, I said, look, don't you feel that this is a device which, because it requires you to essentially rebuild every app for your platform so that it will work on your platform or, re- or redesign it to some degree, that actually hinders you. And, you know, I have to say, my, my thoughts on this only became clearer when I saw the capsis because yes. the fact that I can use any app at all, the same app, I don't have to go and get a special version of it. It's just the app from the Google Play Store that everyone else is using on Android which is going to be updated, which, you know, the app can be updated, TalkBack can be updated, and it's not interfering with any of the daily function of the system. You know, an app gets updated over here on the Play Store, perhaps it doesn't get updated quickly enough on, say, Blindshell, or, or I guess, well, I, don't, I still don't There's understand a how around, the sense player works, but yeah, it takes yeah. time for it to come through, and then somehow you're in a position where you're left behind. I, just, I can see more problems with this the more we diverge too much, you know. It's, I, I don't but at know. the same time, is the experience, is the end user experience of actually using that app superior on the Blindshell Classic mm. than it would be of just using the vanilla app, if you like, from the Play Store? That's what time will tell. Yeah. That is what time will tell. But it's not, I, I, whether I'm prepared to put my money out on it to figure that out, I don't know. I think I'm probably leaning towards the Stream 3. I've not got it yet because. You know, Audible still works for me on the Victoria second gen, so not mucking around with that. And I can still use the second gen fine. There's nothing really wrong with it. It's not, not broken. It'll probably work for another 10 years. So, you know. Yeah, I've, I've actually got no no interest. I, I'm using a, an old, old iPhone 11 as my secondary media playback device. And with iOS 17 and the possibilities of assistive access, making a simpler interface for that, I'm even more interested to see how I can set that up to be a, a simple touch-and-go device, if you like. That is a very interesting feature in iOS 17, one that we haven't heard a lot about. Now, of course, because today is the day that iOS 17 is launched, we can talk more about all of this. And I can I feel like we can talk more about I know some people like to jump in, and, and everyone loves to jump ahead and you know be the first to tell you about their thoughts on these features. I'd rather take a bit of time on this because, you know, first off, the, there will be an update a 0.1 update on this probably within a month and you know i would remind people that whilst everyone else is updating and getting all excited and all the geeks are excited and they're all updating if you're someone who requires your phone for productivity or for anything else 
or even just, you know, you feel very comfortable with your phone and, you know, it's working well with you, don't upgrade. Don't do the upgrade right away. Maybe hang on a month. Hang on maybe a month, a month and a half. If you get the chance, if you, I mean, I must admit, it can feel a little bit overbearing, but if you go to the AppleViz website, there's a full list of all the bugs and issues that are known uh, around accessibility in iOS 17. And that, that list is, is kind of twofold. It's one for us as the community to check, but this is also a resource Apple will look at, and they will be looking at this list. Someone is going into work today, opening up that website and going, oh, really? Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm going to be here all day. The biggest one, the top of the list, is the double tap. Oh. Yeah, that's the one I meant, Brett. Well done. The biggest problem is the double tap. Sometimes you can double tap on an item and it doesn't register it as a double tap. I've experienced this. It's not a major issue. It's more of an annoyance, but um, that is something to be aware of. Yeah, well, look, um, don't upgrade <laughs> if you can avoid <laughs> yes. it at the moment. Uh, and also the same will be true next week. I'll be saying this for the Sonoma people who want to upgrade to the latest macOS at Sonoma. Uh, just hold off. It's, I think on the Mac, actually, it's even more relevant to hold off. Yes. Because there are just so many things that could go wrong. And you've got all the third-party apps to think about as well. Anyway, it's an interesting one. Tell us your thoughts. If you did upgrade, let us know how you got on. You can email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. We are back tomorrow. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.